I'm Dave Monaco, Alan Meyer Family Head of School at Parish Episcopal School. Welcome to From My Angle. Today I'm thrilled to have a former student athlete of mine, Captain Drexel King, who's the manager and learning of learning and development at Baylor University. Drexel graduated in 2009 from the Naval Academy, where he was a fine student and a four-year letter winner uh, on the football team. After leaving the academy, he became a Marine, was a platoon commander and decorated combat soldier in Afghanistan, and then returned to be a leadership consultant to officer candidates and a training officer to over 1,200 freshmen at the academy. With him being in Baylor now, uh, we've been able to see more of each other uh, since uh, our days back in North Carolina around uh, 2000 and so when he was a high school student at Ravenscroft and I had the honor and privilege of coaching him at that time in football uh, and we uh, sharing a passion for leadership and leadership development uh, have uh, relied on one another here over uh, the last year or so that he's been down in Waco uh, to share our stories and uh, confront the challenges that we face uh, in, in this space. So I'm thrilled to have him here today. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, what it um, entails to go to the uh, service academy and what it's like to be a student there, how one uh, applies and succeeds in that environment and talk uh, a little bit as well about uh, how to uh, build leadership capacity uh, in, in young people like the students that we have at Parish. So uh, Drexel, welcome. It's great to have you here on the podcast and uh, let's just uh, let's just jump jump right in. So Thanks for um, yeah, absolutely. So your um, your journey to the academy I think it would be safe to say was informed not so much by um, an innate desire to go to a service academy. Your football, your football career had something to do with it. But mm. tell us how tell us how your your journey to the academy started. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you were there with me in, in that high school time, um, and so you start receiving those letters from yeah. different schools, and uh, you know I received one from. Uh, from all over but from West Point and showed my dad who was in the army himself um, and and started developing an interest I think probably junior year or something like that Um, and for me I just knew that I wanted a uh, maybe maybe even needed a different college experience um, um, that was going to be a little more structured I think Ravenscroft was very structured Mm -hmm. and so the Naval Academy um, was equally as structured, you know. I made the same grades that I did at Ravenscroft that I did at the Naval Academy, you know, A's and B's. And so um, I was thankful for, for that school and, and how it prepped me for yep. the, the rigors of the academics. Yeah, there. for going into that. So, you know, as you went through the application process and, and went through the, um, the, the, the discovery of what uh, Navy had to offer and what it asked from its applicants, you know, for a, a student uh, at Parish today who's a sophomore or junior is thinking about a service academy, what's that application experience uh, like? How might it differ from applying to a place like Baylor where you work now or a, another college or university across the country? Right. Um, so I kind of come from two different perspectives because I went through the academy, uh, the Naval Academy, and then I came back as a company officer. Um, and so a company officer, um, there's 30 companies at the Naval Academy, 150 midshipmen each company, freshman through senior. And so a company officer is kind of like the uh, guidance counselor, military advisor, you know, helps the students along for that service-related component. Right. Three components at least uh, academics, athletics, and, um, and military. And mm-hmm. 
everybody at the academy is a student athlete. You know, you have to play intramural sports mm-hmm. or varsity or whatever the case may be. So there's definitely three components. Um, but to answer your question, so from the high school, you know, side, um, you know, the academy process is a, is a bit more um, intense because um, you have to get a representative to sort of sign off, you know, and approve. Right. Um, you're going to go to medical and see if you're, you know, you're physically capable. Yep. You're going to take some tests, some physical fitness tests. And is that all done uh, at in your local community? In your local community. So you just do that in your local yep. community, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then you know, obviously your your grades um, have to be have to be good. Um, you know, speaking from the company officer side now, uh, the midshipmen that I had, they were all varsity team captains. They were all, you know, leadership positions in school, a lot of them for valedictorian. So people who are used to success, you'll be yeah. going to school with peers yep. who are very successful. But going back to that to that student side for a second, um, <coughs> high school, what I think the academy is looking for that maybe, you know, that, that you have to have is that leadership component. You know, what have you done in the community um, to sort of lead others? Yeah influence and impact lives yep. so you you have to have that component piece and, and that's why you have a lot of varsity team captains or club presidents or whatever the case may be yeah so um the whole the whole concept of procuring uh endorsement from a, a local representative that's a really tactical part of the application for example but right. you know how does a family navigate uh that if they're not connected at that level like where do you where do you start right yeah we, well we weren't connected in north carolina um you know, but I think once you are interested in the, in the academy, don't keep it a secret. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you'll find out that a friend of a friend was a graduate or a blue and gold officer, uh, which is another component right. of your application process. You have to interview a blue and gold officer and they have to give sort of a thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. Um, and so, um, but once you do that, um, I think people will sort of connect you and support you. And, and that's what happened for us. We had a friend of a friend who introduced us to a representative. And then you go and interview with the representative. Interview, interviewed with him, yeah. kept in touch, yeah. updated him. Yeah. And so that he felt comfortable enough to endorse me. Yeah. So uh, I guess the uh, outsider's view of going to an academy you know, is is this notion that once you get there, you know, you become subjugated to, you know, all sorts of, uh, you know, ha- hazing and 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 shaping by the older students at the academy. Like, what what is what is life actually like over the expanse of four years at the academy? I'm sure it's got a little of that, sure. uh, but I'm sure it's got lots of other things as well. I visited I visited the campus and. Uh, you know, saw saw you and some of our other um, Ravenscroft folks who are working back there now, graduates. Um, amazing facility, incredible resources mm-hmm. uh, academically. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is actually life like across the expanse of four years for the academy in terms of the uh, student experience? Yeah, the student experience. Um, well, I will say, uh, you know, when you're when you're a midshipman, uh, you'll hear oftentimes the academy is not a great place to be at but it's a great place to be from. Interesting. Because when you graduate the <laughs> Naval Academy, I mean, you're automatically entered into a brotherhood, sisterhood, you know, a network, yep. um, you know, that is that is strong, you know. And, academy, you know, I can connect with Academy grads wherever because yeah. they're all over. Yeah. They're business leaders, you know. Um, 
And so uh, that, that's, that sort of keeps you going. You'll also hear that it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Yeah. And so, you know, sort of take it, take it one day at a time, yep. you know, wake up each day, rise when the sun rises, and, and let's just get through today kind of thing. But, because fair to say, your day was much more regimented than it right. is for the students at Baylor. Oh, you did your definitely. freshman year, definitely have to withstand uh, some, uh, some yelling and chafing at you right. from uh, superiors, right? right? So especially that freshman year, right. there, is, uh, there is quite a regimented experience, right? They're going to start you off in the summer. And so wow. automatically, yeah. you, after you graduate high school, you may have a month and a half, depending on when graduation is, and then you're going straight into plebe summer. You know, you're saying bye to all your friends. Yep. They're on the beach yep. partying. Yep. You're going to get your cell phone taken away. <laughs> you're not going to listen to music, watch <coughs> movies for an entire year. Wow. And you're going to run. You know, <laughs> every time you enter into Baycroft Hall, you know, you're running as a freshman. So just a little different. You know, you go through plebe summer, uh, which can be very challenging uh, for a lot of people because they are going to make you fail. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people haven't experienced failure, haven't been told that you're wrong, you didn't do that right, do it over again. I mean, they're trying to break you. Well, I mean, there's an element of the, that, right? The, the thing is, you know, it, when you're experiencing sort of failure for the first time, uh, I can be talking to you normally, yeah. and you think I'm yelling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so it's just when it's all encapsulating on you and, you know, uh, people – and your classmates are depending on you to get something right, and you feel the weight of your peer pressure. Yep. So it just intensifies that that moment. Um, and it is academically uh, oh, yeah. very demanding. So that freshman year, you've got the realities of your of your cultural life changing significantly. The right. phone is away, the movies, right. and then you've got this uh, truly rigorous academic uh, academic program. Right. Once you hit sophomore and junior and senior year. Some of the cultural elements change, right? right. You're you're no longer the the low man or woman on the on the totem pole. Right. Uh, the academic uh, rigors stay stay significant, <laughs> and and right. the schedule of your day is still consuming. Definitely, you know, Definitely. all the all the way all the way through. Uh, any other changes of the of the sort of experience as you age through well, the yeah. last um, three years of the academy? I think uh, you know after that freshman year, they consider that. The, the followership year where, you know, kind of air quotes there, where you're learning how to follow. Yeah. Um, but after that, you're expected to be a leader. Right. So starting your sophomore year, you're expected to be a mentor for incoming freshmen. You know, junior year, you're expected to sort of lead squads at this point. Right. Seniors are expected to supervise and run the brigade of midshipmen. Yeah. You know, 4,000 uh, midshipmen, freshmen through seniors. So, wow. Uh, so you're given a lot of opportunity. I mean, your summers are filled. You know, after freshman year, you're going, you're going overseas. You're going on submarines. You know, you're going to different bases and experiencing the military life. You know, um, you're going to Spain, Korea, for different academic things you you have going on. So your summers are sort of. Uh, you're gonna do two summer cruises, and so, and then you'll have a, a summer, a, a month off. Yep. And so, instead of coming home all summer, you know, you're working. Yeah. Um, and so, um, it, it's just a lot of opportunity there. And as you said, the academic, you know, freshman year academics are tough, just because you have so much going on. It's uh, new. Right. Beyond the classroom, yeah. But they're they're just gonna, you know, you're gonna almost get more. You're you're gonna be taking more credit hours. Right. Um, you know, it's not uncommon for a sophomore, junior to be taking 17 to 19 credit hours, you know, a semester at the Naval Academy. Um, 
you know, the lowest you can take is 15. Wow. You know, at some colleges, you know, you can get away with 13. Your max is 13, yep. you know, kind of thing. So uh, it's just a different environment. You're taking your leadership classes. You're taking some naval, you know, history classes. So we can develop the esprit de corps, mm-hmm. we like to call it, the spirit of the Navy and the Marine Corps. And so um, it's, 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 it's an exciting uh, time, but it's also, like I said, a time of opportunity where you're going to be exposed to a lot at a very young age. Um, and, and I'll add to it, you know, I think a lot of things that uh, business leaders, you know, or leaders in the community are looking for, right. you know, show up on time, yep. be neatly dressed, yep. be neatly groomed. Yep. Those things are going to happen. Yeah. You know, they're ingrained. Um, and so... Uh, read read the newspaper. Your freshman year, you are reading a news article every day. Wow. And, you know, you have to be responsible. Some sophomore or junior is going to come up to you and say, what did you read today? You know, and so you're going to be, you know, well versed with what's happening in the world because you're you're in the military. You're a representative a steward know, of the country. Steward of the country. Yeah, for sure. So given all of that, it's a really nice overview of sort of life in Annapolis. I mean, if you were to distill as a as a as a as a present parent, and a kid comes up and says, "Yeah, I'm thinking I want to, I think I want to go to a service academy," you know, what are the three to five characteristics that uh, a successful academy uh, student should probably possess if they're going to uh, find the service experience and one that really resonates with them? What What are some of those traits or characteristics that you think? Uh, yeah we should be seeing in kids now yeah. to really think that's a, yeah, service academy might be good for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, as a company officer, <coughs> I had to deal with, you know, the midshipmen directly. I had, you know, your bottom 10% yep. knuckleheads and I had your top 10% and everybody in between. Yep. Um, so I saw a really good picture <coughs> of, you know, what what succeeds at the academy. And... Um, a couple characteristics that uh, that stand out. Um, one would be humility, um, and I would define it as you know you don't know everything, but even the things you think you know could be distorted or wrong. Yeah. And so when you have the young eighteen year old come in yeah, okay. and realize like the things you think you know, yeah. like, you could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but the so, hot shot who thinks. He or exactly. she knows everything. Exactly. That's not going to go real well. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to be humble. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're not going to be the all-star <coughs> because there's 4,000 other yep. all-stars. Uh, you know, And so humility is, is critical. Um, but I, I, I also say um, courage. You know, um, and, and I wouldn't say courage is like the absence of fear, but it's in the face of fear, you are still able to make decisions. And so you're going to... You know, you're going to be vulnerable at times, you know, whatever that is for you, right. whether that's mentally or physically, you're going to be vulnerable. But you got to you got to have the courage to sort of fight through um, and, and make those decisions. You know, there there are going to be times when your freshman year where you're tested, you know, honor is a big deal. That's another characteristic. Um, but, you know, there will be times when you're tempted because the, the workload is so intense. You know, maybe I can take a shortcut here. Um, but courage to pick up your teammates when they go down that path yep. or yourself um, and, and to maintain that integrity and that honor, you know, you're going to have to do that. That separates, 
you know, the leaders at the academy. And there's seen bitches who have basic work ethic, right? Yeah, work I mean, ethic. if a, if a high school kid has not been uh, uh, drawn to or uh, engaged in endeavors that have required a significant investment of time, energy, right? It would seem to me they they would not be an ideal candidate. No, I mean I hear all the time, you know, uh, people who I guess don't have to work hard in high school to make good grades. You know, those people struggle uh, just because you're gonna work hard at the academy. Right. You know, there is a weakness. The academy is almost designed that you can't get p- through that place by yourself. Right. You're gonna need to be in this study group. You're gonna need. Yeah this person to run the PRT, you yep. know, the physical fitness with you. You're yep. going to need this person to help you with the military terminology. That's that humility again. Humility. That would just be ability to ask for help, right. to go find resource, right. Right. to not go it alone. I, and I will say as a company officer, if you, if you fail out of the academy, whatever it is, academics, military, it's your own fault. Right. The help There's is so there. So many resources. So there. many resources right. are there. Right. You know, you just got to go out and, and get it. Um, yep. And so, and, and, and when you're, where you're strong in areas, you know, there is a classmate who's weak yeah. and you need to help them, you know, overcome some of their, um, you know, obstacles. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, uh, but that person does not necessarily have to be um, the most vocal community leader as a high school mm-hmm. student mm-hmm. or the senior class president. I know you said leading in some space is important, but, mm-hmm. you know, I think reflecting back on your time, you were... Um, you were a you were of solid character in high school. You could you could work hard athletically for sure and academically. So you had that hard work ethic, um, but your your voice your voice your your ability to just command and influence others was was more by example. It wasn't really by it wasn't really by right. word, right? So uh, now you're you know now you've now you've matured uh, and found your voice as a, a leader to complement sure. your to complement your character and your and your work ethic. So. It doesn't necessarily have to be that it's uh, your son or daughter who might be thinking about the academy is uh, up in front of uh, you know hundreds of students uh, oh, lead yeah. leading yeah. a student government meeting or, right. or whatnot, right? right. No, definitely. Other softer uh, skills are as important. Yeah, like I said, at the at the as a company officer, you know, you saw all ranges of leadership styles. Um, you know, people. You know, maybe maybe your introverts um, versus your extroverts, and I will tell you. That I'm an introvert myself, right. you know, and so there's definitely leadership space for all types. And as being an introvert, you know, I led, you know, uh, a platoon in Afghanistan, you know, and um, so I had my, my leadership opportunities. Um, so, there, you know, leadership comes in different shapes and sizes for sure. Um, and so I think, I think the student here, though, who uh, maybe, maybe another good word is... Uh, determination or perseverance right you know who in the face of obstacles you know whether it's where they do it quietly <clears throat> yep. or loud yep. you know they will overcome they will find a solution they will not be stopped by you know negativity yeah. you know and so that student um whether you know whether you're a football star or you play the band or you're on a debate team the academy stick, wants that stick to it of this yeah, yeah. That, yeah, in like fact, gr- I think grit maybe is that's right because Angel Duckworth's Duckworth, yeah. uh, Angel Duckworth's work on grit I think started right. with research. It might have yeah. grounded at the academy. Yeah. I mean, I think she went to that. I think so to that yeah, group yeah, of yeah. individuals yeah. to extract from, uh, you know some of those ca- character elements yeah. that allowed them to persist uh, and 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 pursue that level of excellence that I think the academy um, right. that the academy. Um, Prevails. I mean, we we had at Ravenscroft in North Carolina, where both you and I um, spent a lot of time, and we had um, 
a large number of students go to the academy and, mm -hmm. and it so happened that there were a lot of uh you know your teammates and football guys that that i coached over the 16 years that i were there i will say this singularly that um the the uh the academy naval academy in this place we have more experience there one kid went uh you know a couple of kids went off to west point but mm -hmm. uh the naval academy does a remarkable job uh tra transforming young people of raw material and potential mm -hmm, mm -hmm. into dynamic impactful mm -hmm. adults mm -hmm. and it is it just amazing to watch uh the um blossoming that I saw in you and several others uh, that we both know uh, who've gone through the academy and, and become just an, uh, amazingly character-driven, mm -hmm. solid, contributing members to, mm -hmm. the, to the broader community. So, I mean, well, uh, when, you, when, you, when you drop your kid off at Pleep Summer that first year, you know, and you come back seven, eight weeks later for parents' weekend at yeah. the end of that summer, I mean, even in that short period of time, kids are transformed. You know, parents are crying. Yeah. And it's very emotional. Kid all of a sudden wants to take out the trash or he's never <laughs> done that before, you know. And so you just see a level of responsibility. In seven uh, weeks, yeah. <laughs> very quickly. Uh, and, and one of the things that we, because I played Navy football there, uh, we're in, you know, with that came some recruiting element. We call it the process, you know, trust the process. Yep. Um, and, and there is a process to how they do leadership there. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, unlikely people who you, you might think were academy types. Yeah. You know, kind of like what you were alluding to earlier. Yeah, yeah. But they have that grit. You know, they have that drive. They're, they're not going to, they're going to succeed. Yeah. You know, uh, that, that person uh, does extremely well there um, because of the process. Yeah. You know, as long as you're going to stick with it, humility determination you know you're you're gonna do well yeah that's the uh the last part i wanted to maybe visit here in the podcast is, and, and and that's this this notion of the academies i think all four of them but in this case in the context of talking about uh naval academy this this process uh they've got the set of ingredients mm. time tested mm. to take uh these 18 year olds and turn them into into leaders mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so again as a parent even for a parent who's kid is not going to go to the academy mm -hmm. you know if you had to uh, share some points of wisdom in terms of uh, some of those ingredients that take a young person from being kind of the self-absorbed relatively narcissistic 18 year old mm -hmm. and starting to turn them into uh, someone who's going to uh, impact as we say a parish become a person of impact and, and change a community change the world for better you know what are what are some of the things that we as parents can be thinking about um, um, mentoring or directing or laying before our children mm -hmm. uh, to start bringing them into that place, even if they're not going to go to the academy. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, it, being a parent myself, although I'm, I'm in the early stages, right. my oldest is uh, six, um, but th this is on my mind. I bet. For sure. Yep. <laughs> um, and so I think, uh, I think what I, what I want to do, um, you know, and I think what I find successful uh people do is they have a good support system you know that's that's mentally spiritually emotionally um you know where they i want to definitely surround my kids with mentors who are pouring into them with positive perspective um you know and i know you know we're big here at parish on reflection yeah you know on passion yeah so i want to surround them with mentors who are doing those things mentors is part of the relationships for piece. sure um, and so, 
get people who are also speaking my message, mm-hmm. but from a different perspective. Yeah. And I, and I want to, you know, be constantly uh, exposing them to uh, to more. You know, I feel like I had a limited point of view um, when I was younger and the people who sort of expanded my aperture a little bit yep. helped me see that the world is bigger than just my emotions from the last high school dance or whatever, right. whatever yep. they're yep. considering these days. Um, the, the world is big, uh, and you have an opportunity to play a significant role yep. in that. You know, For example, a little side note, we talk about the strategic corporal in the Marine Corps where an 18-year-old you know, overseas has strategic-level impacts as a squad leader on the United States of America. You know, the president, he has the ability to affect <coughs> the conversations and decisions the president has to make. And so when you, when you I, I feel like, expand that aperture, you know, through exposure, coming to a school like Parish yep. or involved. Service opportunities, service your community, opportunities, church, those types of places, that, right? I feel yep. like that, um, you know, helps them uh, see the world. And then, and then, uh, get people in their life who can sort of help shape or refine their role. Yep. You know, not, I don't want to replicate me and you, but I want you, I want to get you on the train that, and in the direction that you want to go. And so yep. people that will help sort of uh, build that. Again, yep. goes back to the relationships and mentors piece. Yeah, I would definitely follow up by that with saying I agree with you. I think where is your child finding um, an authentic condition in which to um, establish and impart some responsibility. Now, for some parents, you know, if your child's doing that in a garage band Mm -hmm. and you don't think that's as great as if they were doing it for a local community service agency, I would say to that parent, let the garage band be that place, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we try to we, we, we try to direct too much the, the environment of that. But if your child has found a place where their passion mm-hmm. is being deployed uh, for the good in an area where they feel uh, they are bringing their God-given gifts to the betterment of the condition of some organization, group, or entity, whether it's one that you think is the best place for them to be doing it at that point, mm-hmm. that's what you're talking about by extending aperture. Mm-hmm. That's putting a condition or an environment in front of your child to go and find that authentic uh, condition to, to impact. Mm-hmm. And then I, I love the point on uh, on mentors. You know, we just did the chapel homily on it together, and I've been talking with kids a lot about it today. But I think for parents, especially parents, uh, you know, as you're finding here with your first ones going through experiences, like Elias, your oldest, who's going through experiences for the first time, I think as parents, we're under the notion that we have to impart or shape uh, every experience or mm-hmm. every piece of wisdom to our children. Mm-hmm. And I think you get to be my age with a 19 and 16 and a 13 year old, uh, you increasingly realize that, uh, you know, some of your parents, some of your kids, most important, uh, shapers and guides and, and directors are not going to be you, mm-hmm. you know, and that you should, uh, you should promote that. You should acknowledge that, mm-hmm. uh, you should be confident in that and not take it as a judgment on your parenting mm-hmm. that somehow I haven't been a great parent because he's turning to his band teacher for mm-hmm. advice, or he's going to see his English instructor, or he really loves to go talk to his uh, church youth group mm-hmm. uh, person, not me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I think for parents to get comfortable mm-hmm. with the notion that mentors are everywhere, mm-hmm. and they're not, they're, you don't have to be that as a parent mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for every, every, every instance and every time. Well, it's hard to do. Uh, let me uh, jump in, because one of the things I like about Ravenscroft, which was a... Uh, you know, lower through upper school, it's a community. Correct. The same thing here at Parish. Yep. That idea of 
community sort of <coughs> maybe it's an old school concept but a, a village raises a no child question. kind of thing no question. i feel like you know that's that's exactly what we're talking about where you know if you're if my child finds a passion for playing the guitar, the guitar or playing soccer. Those are not my passions. Right. I'm not going to quash, right. squash that and say play football. That's right. Um, but I want to get with, you know, that 13-year-old soccer kid who he looks up to. I want to start mentoring that kid That's right. because I know he has an influence, you know, on my son. I want to I wanna have him over. Yeah. You know, yeah, take my son out yeah. play some soccer with yeah. him or teach him some music chords or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But, but there's an opportunity there for me to be involved in it. You know, and shaping his life or her life, you know, that, who's shaping my kid's life. So I feel like it's it's all encompassing the whole community. And I feel like Parrish is a unique place where a upper school kids walking right next to it. They're all under one kids, roof. Yeah, right. Know, and so it. they can... They can impact lives yep. there. Uh, you have a unique opportunity to do that. Yeah, in closing, I met, uh, and there's a podcast, if you all haven't listened to it yet, you, you'll want to plug into it with uh, some of our recent alums. And we had this conversation about where they're finding their mentors. Mm. And it's interesting to see how many of our 19 and 20-year-olds in their first or second year of college still rely on uh, what I would call uh, near peers, right? Peers that are a year or two above or below them, mm-hmm. uh, which again is absolutely fine. If you think uh, a mentor is only older or wiser, or, you know, uh, or uh, possessive of magical powers to be a mentor, that is not it at all. So I, I think to your point, mm-hmm. um, helping your kids uh, find that right individual within their near circle who can uh, provide those windows and mirrors that mentors do for us as we as we advance in our journey uh, is really important. So it's been fun. Yeah. Thanks for coming to campus, hanging out with me. Thanks for your role in my life. Uh, It's uh, it's been a great it's been a great time. Uh, Thanks for listening to this edition of From My Angle podcast. Uh, Please be checking uh, at the link and downloading other episodes uh, and and post up uh, a favorable rating if you don't mind to continue (laughs) to spread the word. We appreciate it. Tell your friends uh, and neighbors to uh, to download it and see if they can find a jewel of wisdom here in the work we're doing uh, at Parish, preparing young people for the complex global society and uh, helping them be the uh, people of impact that uh, our world needs today. Thanks a lot for listening.